first thing that that like I feel like we did was like kind of stop having expectations. Like first to talk about our expectations that we do have, and then to kind of maybe let go of. That was that was the hardest. That was the biggest hardest thing for me. Didn't really kind of think about it, but yeah, like ex- leaving my expectations kind of behind, you know, has, has been like a big, a big uh, constant in our in our relationship for sure. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 196. We're getting close to 200, babe. We're Finn and Emma, and today... We've been saying that since like 170. Hey, but we're getting really close now, so I'm really excited. And we have an awesome interview for episode 200. Yes, but that's not today. So you gotta wait. Well, for that I one. understand we're not that we're not, we're not that close. <laughs> yes, we have an awesome interview for scheduled for two hundred episode two hundred. But we also have an awesome interview today, and today's interview is with Jarrett. He is the partner to Jamie, and Jamie came on episode one eighty four. Yeah, this is a, a super amazing deep conversation. Uh, Jarrett has, as if you listen to Jamie's episode, which is not necessarily required, but if you have, you'll hear a little bit about the brain injury that he's dealt with, um, the fact that Jamie transitioned. And so uh, Jarrett has been there through that process, as well as that process with with his dad, mm-hmm. and um, some really amazing conversations on just releasing expectations. And so we hope you stick around. Um, you're not just here to listen to us ramble at the beginning. Um, it's a fantastic conversation. So thank you, Jarrett, for coming on and sharing. And thank you, Jamie, as well, uh, for sharing your story. Yes. Before we jump into the show, we do have a couple of announcements. First up, a huge, huge thank you to our entire Patreon community. We uh, are so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you and love all of you. If you're out there looking for an open-minded community, we'd love to have you join. Uh, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the Patreon tab for all of the details. But we did want to put a couple of quick dates out there. The first up, our next Q&A. These are question and answer kind of discussion groups with Finn and I and a whole bunch of amazing people. We do two of them every month and the next one is actually tonight. That's August 25th. And if you missed tonight, don't worry, we'll have another one in September. But we do two of them, one at 9 p.m. Eastern and another one at 8 p.m. Pacific. So we'd love to have you come and check those out. We also have men's group call coming up on September 8th and a women's group call coming up on September 14th. So again, Go to our website and click on the Patreon tab to find out more. Yeah, and just to clarify, those are video Q&A, video men's group chats, and we also have an ongoing MeWe chat group where everybody just kind of keeps in touch throughout the month and just supports each other. So to echo Emma's gratitude, thank you to everybody who's a part of the community. It is huge. We love it. Um, We lean on you all, all the time. So thank you. The other thing that we have coming up, a couple of really exciting things. Our virtual meet and greets are back. We took the summer off. We did. We've known the last two months. Not the whole summer. Well, the last we took, two months. We took most of the summer off. Yes. 
but they're coming back. Our next one is Wednesday, September 22nd from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. These are open to everyone and you can go and sign up on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the community tab and you'll find the meet, virtual meet and greet, all, inf- all the information there. Yeah. And while you're under that tab, you will see there are in-person meet and greets coming up as well. Woohoo! Super exciting. <laughs> Finally doing it. Um, first of all, to get it out of the way, we are doing all of our, ver- our all of our in-person meet and greets outdoors and we are requiring vaccination. So if those things don't jive with you, cool, but that's how we're doing it. We're going to try to keep everybody as safe as possible, including ourselves. Yes. So the first one is going to be- And you also have the option to come join our virtual one if you don't want to do the in-person. Exactly. You don't (laughs) have to be vaccinated for that one and you don't have to be outdoors. Right. You could be though. You could be. (laughs) All right. So the first one is going to be in Ann Arbor, Michigan on September 28th. That is a Tuesday from six to nine. It is at a park downtown near the hospital. All of the full details will be emailed to you once you sign up. Uh, We're super excited about it. We already have people signed up. It's going to be super fun. Um, It's just an opportunity to come and meet other open-minded people in your area. And yeah, we'd love to have you. The other ones we've got coming up are October 13th in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Atlanta, Georgia. I I was waiting for that. All right. (laughs) And October 27th in Tampa, Florida. The full, uh, we don't have the location yet and all of the ways to sign up for Atlanta or Tampa that will be available next week. We will announce it next week once we finalize the locations. Um, however, I will just say if you're in Tampa, we're struggling to find a great location. So please reach out to us, send us an email, help us find a location if you know of one. If you don't, we'll find one on our own. Mm-hmm. But if you know of one, we would love to hear about it. Yes. To stay up to date on all of the meet and greets and all of the other stuff going on, please go over to our website, sign up for our email list. And as soon as we announce those dates and as soon as, or as soon as we announce those locations and you're able to sign up, you will get an email. You'll be the first ones to sign up. Yes. I think, I think we got it all. Yes. Go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. All of the information is there. Also, you can contact us there on our website. Send us a voicemail, send us an email. We'd love to hear from all of you. And I think that's it. Let's go talk to Jarrett. Welcome, Jarrett, to the show. We're so excited that you're here today. And you reached out to us, I guess, after uh, your partner, Jamie, was on our show, who was episode 184. And so thank you so much for coming and sharing as well. Oh, man, I'm really excited and happy to be here. And like after Jamie did his interview, and like we've been talking about this for a while. And so after Jamie did his interview, I was like, uh, he asked me if like, I would like to do an interview of my own. And I was like, uh, yes, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea what I'm going to say, but yes. Well, we're, we're happy you're here. And for, for anybody who's not maybe familiar with, with Jamie's episode or familiar with who you are, do you mind introducing yourself for the listeners and yes, we'll kind happy. of build from there. Yes. Uh, so hello, I'm, uh, my name is Jarrett and, uh, my partner is Jamie and we've been fans of, of your show and listened to quite a few of them. I think Jamie's probably listened to all of them. Me, not so much. I've like, uh, I like, I'll like bounce around and like pick and choose episodes and then I'll, I'll listen to six episodes in a row, you know, and then like bounce around and like surf through to find ones that are interesting and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
No judgment. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I really. So I guess who who is Jared? Wow! Yikes! <laughs> That's a complicated That's a question. question. It's a I complicated guess. question. Who <laughs> is Jared? I've been asking myself that question for the past few years. <laughs> Jared is uh, First Nations. Um, I was born on the west coast of uh, Canada in Vancouver, BC. And it's a, it's a beautiful place. And, um, I grew up in Vancouver and, um, in a place called Vancouver Island. It's a Island off the West coast of, uh, British Columbia, Canada. But I lived there for like, I guess like probably the first 35 years, 37 years of my life. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so what, I guess, what brings you to a podcast about non-monogamy? What, what does your relationship style look like today? And then maybe we can talk about like how we got from the West coast of Canada to where you are and on a podcast talking about non-monogamy. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, how we, how I got from like the, the West coast of Canada to, to here, like just kind of outside of Toronto is uh that is a story for sure but first um how do i see kind of our relationship and how did i arrive at you know talking to you on your podcast today is uh that's a good place to start i like that (laughs) so for most of my life in like romantic relationships i was monogamous and, and I had it, and it was more like a default. Like I didn't know any, not that I didn't know. I knew that there was people did things that were, you know, different from monogamy, whether it be swinging or, um, or, uh, yeah, other, other styles or whatever. I, I that was kind of what I knew was like swinging. And so I was like, Oh again, you know, those people over there. And, um, then, I was, uh, I was single for a long time and, you know, like, uh, kind of just dealing with myself and I, I met Jamie and it was like, uh, we had kind of started a relationship and we were talking and when we were talking about like, you know, how do we want this relationship to go or whatever? Um, Jamie was like, well, I don't think that I can like be monogamous like to one person that is not and i was like okay cool you know i'm i'm comfortable with that i when i was like you know comfortable to to like explore that i guess like i had like i was i was open to it but i was like not i had no idea what that meant or anything like that and probably for the first four years or so of our relationship like it was it was kind of uh well, we didn't really have very many opportunities to be non-monogamous. And um, Jamie was go- going to school and, you know, spending a lot of time, probably 12 to 16 hours a day, you know, like working at school or like be or driving back and forth and stuff. And uh, so at, at some point in school, he, he got into a relationship and uh, that was kind of my first experience of like where the rubber meets the road of like being non-monogamous is like having my partner being like, well, I met this cool person, you know, 
and uh, and we're spending a lot of time together, and uh, you know, and I want want you to know about it. And I'm like, um, oh yes, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I feel kind of jealous and kind of left out, but happy, you know. And and I'm like learning about like even how I feel about uh, about being in a, in like a non-monogamous relationship. And so it's been, it's been a learning experience really. Like I've, I came into it, you know, like open and like ready to like, okay, cool. This is something that I've not experienced before or not, not had the chance to like all of my other relationships. It was just kind of by default, you know, uh, monogamous. Mm -hmm. Cause that's the way, that's the way that people did relationships that I saw. Right. Yeah. I was curious and it didn't, it doesn't sound like culturally or in your background that you had exposure to other types. Like you said, you knew that swinging existed and you knew that there were other ways, but you'd never really seen it modeled and you'd never really experienced it yourself. Yes. And no, that's, that was how I felt when we first got into Jamie and I first got into our relationship. But then the more that we've been talking about non-monogamy just with each other and like kind of exploring kind of what it means to, to us and like looking back at my community and my family, like my family and my community, I can't think I can, I can, can't think of like very many people who throughout their lives in my like first nations communities who'd spend like their entire life partnered with one person, people would get together for a couple of years and me and have kids and then kind of, you know, drift apart or break up or, and then move on to a different relationship. And, um, you know, in our, in our communities and like, you know, like I ask questions about like my, uh, my parental units because I have biological parents and then step parents and then like other parents who are like, and I ask, you know, my, my parents and my kind of, uh, my step parents like today, like what was your guys's relationship like that back then? Because like, if what I'm thinking back, like I lived with my mom and her and her, her new husband and then i lived with my my dad and his new wife and i remember like we were going back and i was going back and forth and like different you know relationships were happening and i wonder like you know like mm -hmm. is that we didn't they didn't call it non-monogamy but you know they're like they're like well we're not fitting together anymore so we're going to move on to something else you know and that was that was an okay thing. And to go to be able to come back and to have like kids and, you know, we're connected by these children. So we're always going to have a relationship. And I wonder if that is a sort of non-monogamy, you know, where kind of relationships are more fluid and whether that was a part of my community growing up, like how I, what I know now about non-monogamy and like, how my family did it when I was a little kid. Right. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. That. And, and I think it, it kind of sounds like it, 
it did inform a little bit of how you and Jamie like rolled into doing this. And it sounds like, like you, you were okay with it in theory, but when you, when, like you said, the rubber met the road, it was maybe a little more challenging. And Mm -hmm. are you able or willing to share a little more about like how that went for you and like how you were able to sort of, yeah, move through that with Jamie? Yeah. This was kind of for, I guess, I think I'm allowed to say this. I am like, this was pre transition for Jamie. And so Jamie was presenting as a woman dating a woman. Jamie says, okay, that's okay. (laughs) I just got the thumbs up (laughs) while I was saying that. Um, So yeah, Jamie was presenting as a woman dating a woman. And so for me, it was like, my girlfriend is dating a woman and as a male, I think it kind of made it a little more okay because of that, the fantasy, the male fantasy of like having my, my girlfriend dating another woman kind of thing. And that just that of how that fantasy plays out in my head, you know, and how that kind of makes it a little bit more okay more acceptable in my head to be like um yeah that's that's kind of how it felt it was like i was like well okay it's not another guy you know and that was how i felt then and um and now and then and i still i still felt um yeah still felt jealous and i still felt left out and you know not hurt but like um, like I'm feeling these feelings and I, you know, I, I told, I told Jamie this and we talked about it and there, and we, you know, they're my feelings. I didn't, you know, I didn't impose any of those on, on him and, and, and that relationship and the more, and so we, the more we talked about it and like, you know, I just letting myself having, my, have my feelings and I've been to, you know, kind of working on that a bit in therapy at that time. And so I had my therapist to kind of like talk to about, about this and just to be like, yeah, I'm allowed to have these feelings, you know, and it's what I do with these feelings that affects our relationship. And what I do with these feelings is I talk to Jamie about it, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, um, and I don't know if we ever, we didn't come to like a conclusion, but it was more of just being able to feeling free to like to just express my feelings and uh right did you did you did you find expressing your feelings in that way like helpful just talking about them yeah yeah it was it felt really good to to like have that space to be able to just uh to express my feelings and like you know because if we look at jealousy and say jealousy is bad you know you shouldn't it shouldn't be jealous and if you are jealous then maybe just keep it to yourself you know like you bottle that up and that's gonna bubble over at some point <laughs> yeah for sure and and i've found that like that like getting getting it um getting things out especially in the moment is 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 best for me it's like if i feel angry then i'm going to be angry but I'm angry now and in 10 minutes, I'm not going to be angry anymore because I did it already, 
you know, and, or if I'm hopefully, hopefully, yeah, (laughs) yeah, hopefully. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, again, I appreciate you sharing. I'm curious. So when, when Jamie started exploring outside of your relationship, did, did you, or had you started exploring at all on your own um, at that point? No, I kind of, I, yeah, like I said, I, and all of my relationships previously, I was like, yeah, I was monogamous by default almost. And the one time I guess I could say that I wasn't monogamous and that was not, that was not a good, (laughs) that was not a good, that was like 19, 20 year old Jarrett, um, you know, like seeing two women in different cities, you know, and like I would travel back and forth and, so I basically had kind of two different uh, relationships, two different lives kind of, you know, and that's not the same thing. That is not um, ethical non-monogamy because <laughs> neither of them knew about each other. And when they did, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was over. And yeah, everybody was very upset with Jared and, you know, rightfully so. Because I was a 20 year old, you know, trying to, trying to, uh, have it all. And yeah, I learned a lesson that like being honest, uh, about your, about your feelings and about your relationship is, is really important. And that was kind of the only, the only kind of the closest thing, I guess you could say to like, to non-monogamy that I had ever experienced right and then but when jamie started i guess when jamie had a, another partner or was yeah starting to explore that did you also start that exploration for yourself as well um not right away yeah it was probably a few years maybe yeah a couple couple or a few years afterwards I was like dealing in between in that time I was like dealing with like uh, my brain injury. I had a serious traumatic brain injury in um, 2011. Well, in the beginning in uh, December 31st, 2011, January 1st, 2012, uh, I was literally new year's Eve. I was, uh, I was attacked and robbed at a, at a bar. And I had serious traumatic brain injury and I didn't remember anything for about a week to 10 days after that. Like that entire 10 days is just a blur. And, uh, yeah, I have, and so it was a pretty serious, uh, brain injury. And so from like 2012 to, uh, well, till now it's like, it's still, still affects me in, in certain, in some ways. But so in that time, I was really dealing with a lot of the stuff, uh, the, in, I had the, I didn't know that I had a brain injury I had a serious eye injury as a result of the attack as well. And so I was getting made surgeries and, you know, treatments for that over, um, about, over like three years. And so I didn't really have an opportunity or like to even think about you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It wasn't in your, it wasn't, you weren't focused on that at yeah. the moment. You had other things that were much focused, more important. Traumatic, traumatic eye injury. Yeah. I wasn't focused on that. <laughs> 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 what, 
Wait, way to rub it in, Emma. Sorry. Oh, that was bad. Salt um, in the eye. I am like, I yeah, it was not intentional. <laughs> but first off, I'm really sorry that you went through that. That's very, uh, it's horrific, and I'm sorry that you had to do that and went through that. Um, since that time. You have you have you explored like have you started dating other people at all? Have you tried that at all? So yeah, since that time, I've like been just going online and like chatting with uh, with people, and I've actually kind of rekindled romances with exes. And one of my exes is uh yeah she uh we've been chatting just online and stuff, and strangely enough or not strangely enough i don't know she was one of the exes that was um part of the triangle that she didn't know about oh, and like, wow and, and the, now the unwitting and to, yeah yeah and now today like we've been we had been chatting and like we talked about it and we laugh about it and stuff like that you know it's like stupid shit you did when you were 20 you know it's like cool we're grown up now and you know, and we, and we have, we've had families, you know, she has her own, has her, her own kids are like teenagers and stuff and mine as well. And, you know, so like time has passed so we're different people now. And so we've at, we started chatting and, um, yeah, I'm hoping that like, uh, we can kind of get together, uh, when I go back out to the West coast at some point, whenever travel is a little safer. Yeah. So there's, there's that. Yeah. It, but it hasn't been anything like really serious. Uh, that that's about the most serious that I've uh, kind of explored. And like, I mean, I have like chatted with other people and explored, you know, like kind of reaching out to people and chatting. But it's never really gone any further than that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to. I want to ask you. You know, you've mentioned a couple of times that there was a journey coming from the West Coast to where you're at now, mm. um, which is much further east <laughs> uh do you mind talking about that a little bit um yeah i'd be i'd be happy yeah like i think i think i'm like probably two and a half hours from toronto i guess in canada here so just kind of give you a general idea and um when i was uh had spent like most of my life in bc and like we traveled around you know we go places in the summertime and you know go down to California and we have friends, you know, in like St. Louis and um, also visiting family um, here in Eastern Canada. I had traveled around a bit, but um, what kind of uh, prompted me to come out here actually was uh, a horrific ending to a relationship <laughs> where I was, uh, um, I, I was a, uh, like dating this lady and we had been together for about two and a half years. And I thought that we were going to get married and this, like we were going to spend the rest of our lives together. I guess she had different plans. And uh, I, I think like we didn't, I guess we didn't really communicate too much about it, you know, but um, uh, yeah, like I think the relationship wasn't going the way that she thought it was going, going to go. And at that point, like when we had got together, I had my own place and stuff like this. And 
yeah, and like family stuff kind of had happened. And then at the point of the end of our relationship, we were living in her parents' house in their spare room kind of thing. And it was like, it was not comfortable. It was not, I agree. It was not going kind of like the way that we planned it. So yeah. So I, I left one day and I came home and the door was locked and I was not allowed back in. And I was, uh, I was, I was kind of upset, (laughs) you know, and I was very sad and, uh, I was confused because like I said, I thought that like this, we're going through a rough patch, you know, but we're, we're committed to each other and we're going to keep on, uh, continuing with our relationship. And she decided, no, that that's not what she wanted. And, (laughs) and because of, I guess the hopes that I had placed on this relationship, I, uh, when that happened, I just, I spiraled like into depression to the point where like a year, more than a year after that, like I was, I wouldn't leave my bedroom. You know, I lived with my brother and then I moved and then I lived with my mom, you know, and, and like, I wouldn't leave my bedroom. I hardly talked to anybody, you know, I didn't have a job, you know, and I didn't care. (laughs) So, um, my parental units were like, we're concerned about Jared. And so they talked, you know, I'm 30, I was 38, you know, like, and, uh, yeah, 37, 38. And I was, and, you know, my parents were talking about me, like we're, we're worried about Jared, you know, like this is some major depression. And, um, they decided that like, maybe it would be better, uh, if I had a change of scenery. So, uh, my parents kind of, they had planned for me to move out to Ontario and then they asked me if I wanted to and it was and it wasn't even so much as asking as like um as like my parent came to me and I don't know if you have this experience with your parents like when you're little and there are times when your parents come to you and they say what would you like to do would you like to stay home would you like, we're going, we're leaving. And would you like to stay home or would you like to come with us? Or would you like to go out to dinner? Or would you like to go, you know, go visit your friends, you know, whatever. And they give you a choice. And then sometimes your parents come to you and they say, do this, get your bags. We're going now. No discussion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're that, the, you know, sometimes it's like that. And so that's kind of how it was. Like I was 37 years old and my parents came to me and like, pack your bags we're going to Ontario. Let's go. No discussion. And, um, I was in a state where I was, was, and it was an arranged moving. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was in a state where I was just like, okay, no discussion, no argument. Okay. And, and it wasn't even like a con like, uh, like a conscious, like, well, I guess there's nothing here for me or anything like that. It was just like, you know, like my parents said, let's go. So let's go. I think it was for the best. Yeah. I, I needed a change of scenery and I needed time to kind of, to gather myself and to figure out what I wanted. Right. And it was shortly after moving, if I have this correct, that you met Jarrett, correct? That you met Jamie. Jamie. I'm sorry. I think you met Jamie. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, actually funny story. 
yeah, like our, our story, our kind of meeting story is really kind of interesting. I thought, cause like I moved out here and I was like, like I said, major depression. And so I was like, not even kind of not even thinking about like being in a relationship or anything like that. Like I was like, nah, uh, <laughs> not ready for that. After about, uh, I guess a year and a half, maybe almost two years. I can't remember. It was a while. I've, I've kind of felt ready to kind of like, maybe I'm ready to look out back into the pool, into the dating pool, you know? <laughs> Cause like, I was like, I was working, you know, and I go to work five days a week and everything, but I was like, I was, I barely talked to my coworkers, you know, some of my, my coworker that I worked with on a, uh, uh, nine hours a day. She thought I was gay. <laughs> like she, like I didn't talk about women or relationships or dating or anything like that, or like going out and finding chicks or whatever, you know? So she just thought I was gay. She was like, um, he must be gay. You know? <laughs> and I was like, no, I just didn't want to, didn't want any relationships or anything. It's like, uh, so I, when I was about it, a year and a half, I guess a year. And I was like, Oh, maybe I guess I'm ready to kind of like, you know, check out dating and stuff. And, um, and I didn't uh, really meet anybody like, you know, went out to the bars with my friends and stuff, and eh, whatever, you know, and didn't, um, didn't really meet anybody. And then my cousin was already in a relationship and, uh, um, he had met somebody else and he wanted to kind of go meet up with this person, but he didn't want to go and meet up alone because that would look kind of suspicious to this other relationship that he's already in that he's probably wants to get out of. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, so he says, uh, would you come with Jarrett? Would you come with me? Um, we're going to go to the Halloween, the Halloween, um, you know, the haunted Halloween maze kind of thing. He was volunteering at one of those mm -hmm. and he had arranged to meet with somebody there. And so he had arranged to meet with this lady. And so he brought me as kind of like his backup, his wingman kind of, you know, and she had brought, um, like uh, her friend as a backup kind of person. And the, the backup person for my, for that, that lady, was uh was jamie ah so both of us had been dragged along on this basically on a date that we didn't want to even get into a relationship or anything we, we didn't know who the other person was or that there was going to be anybody else there <laughs> like my cousin had said i'm gonna meet up with this girl i just want you to be there so it doesn't look fishy and i'm like okay that sounds fishy. <laughs> and then we arrived there and then there was four of us. She had brought somebody as well, probably saying the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> and then we went to Boston pizza and there was like, we talked for like an hour and a half and both of us were quite confused as to why we were there. <laughs> and they got together the, like my cousin and that other lady got together and they were together for probably, uh, I don't know, a couple of years, maybe, maybe, uh, three. And, um, that was like 2011. 
<laughs> and uh, they're not together anymore. <laughs> I was just curious because when when I just remembering back, like Jamie had mentioned that you basically met at a Tim Hortons. Is that was that um, pre Halloween party? Uh, no, vice versa. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the the Halloween the Halloween haunted maze mm-hmm. was like we had met at that one for like an hour and but like I said we neither of us really talked to each other or anything we didn't know why we were there and that was kind of like the, our first meeting and then for maybe a few months because my cousin was dating her friend we had we were around each other and see and saw each other. <laughs> At just different social situations. So having seen this person um, in different social situations, like not, not dating, just like, just different, you know, group social situations Mm -hmm. and stuff. um, I was like, Hmm, I'm interested. You know, this is, this is an interesting person. So uh, I was uh, kind of starting to feel that way about Jamie like just kind of like having like hmm, curious, curious, interested feelings about Jamie. And, um, and I knew where, where you live. And, um, uh, so we were being my friend, my cousin, nephew, um, we were walking down the street, um, kind of through the, through the same neighborhood, um, where Jamie lived. And so, um, we were walking past the Tim Hortons and I was like, Oh, I want a coffee. Anyways, I want a coffee. And uh, we walked into the Tim Hortons, and there, there, the, there he was, you know, like uh, just doing, uh, doing like, uh, I guess, schoolwork or something like that in Tim Hortons. Okay, so and, it and was kind of the made, first. I the first meeting decision. was at the Halloween party. Yeah. yeah, and then I went and like, yeah, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and say something right now. <laughs> And so I like, I literally went and sat down at the table and started telling the story about my life, about like the, like we played kick the can with like this flaming pop, a pop bottle full of gasoline at one point. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, boy. as you do when you're 10 years old, you know. <laughs> and that broke the ice mm-hmm. and the rest is history. Um, well, what I did was like, at the end of the story, kind of like, I was like, so I kind of like had was telling the story and was like working up my courage to ask him was like, so do you want to like go out on a date, you know, like go and, and, and the answer was like, no, no, no. I I had something with my mom birthday. My mom's having a birthday and yeah, no. And I was like, um, uh, maybe another time. No. And, uh, so it was just straight up. No, when I, when I asked and I was like, okay. So I just took, I like, I said, I'm just going to write my phone number and, and, uh, in your, um, and, and I, I grabbed a school book and like wrote my phone number and like the margin of the, the, like the binder or the, you know, the, the school book. And I was like, I was like, well, if you, uh, you know, if you change your mind or whatever, this is my phone number and, you know, call me or something. <laughs> and, uh, here we are. And, uh, yeah. So he thought about it. Yeah. So one, one thing I was curious about is when you, like when you went through this process with, with Jamie, uh, 
Jamie hadn't transitioned yet. So you Correct. were basically, you had a girlfriend and yes. now I guess you have a boyfriend, right? So like, <laughs> yeah. that's a big, that's a big change. And yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe quite, like, quite a big change. right. Like, can you talk a little bit about that and how that has looked and maybe how that has impacted like your mm-hmm. relationship with, with Jamie over the years? Wow. Yeah. I, I kind I think I kind of can talk about that until uh, I, I briefly kind of talk about my parental units. So my two biological parents, I grew up, I grew up and I was raised by like my, my biological mother and step and stepfather and my biological father and stepmother. But when I was 19 or 18, 19, um, my biological father uh, transitioned to uh, to become a woman, and so that was a that was a journey, and that was a that was something to deal with at nineteen. Uh, yeah, and like I had my family or were like artists, and so growing up, I had you know seen many different types of relationships. You know, like men and women women and women and men and it was just like that's you know that's normal you know like different people do different relationships and i kind of saw that and so uh i was kind of prepared for my dad to tell me that he was gay and when he said you know when the you're when the somebody sits you down and says we need to talk i have something to you know kind of tell you and i was like okay I'm ready for my dad to tell me that he's gay. Um, I'm okay. And then my dad says, I am going to transition to become a, the woman that like, I feel like I, I am inside. And I had no, <laughs> I had no brain for that. I had no way of thinking about that or anything. And it, it took me a while to wrap my head around that. So, but that's something that I grew up with, like, you know, when I was uh, 19 and then like, uh, before, uh, I met Jamie, um, I think, yeah, like, um, somebody else in my family, um, had come out as transitioning. So I'd kind of had experience with this. That's basically what I'm mm-hmm. saying, but I have no experience <laughs> with like what, what, uh, Jamie and I have gone through is is very unique. Yeah. Well, so how how has the relationship? I guess in your in your opinion, like how has the relationship changed? Right, because I like presumably, like you said, you weren't you weren't gay, and you haven't talked about being bisexual. So you went from being in a relationship with a woman to being in a relationship with a man, mm-hmm. and you've stayed in the relationship. Yeah. Um, so how has like have have you then explored like does that lead you to exploring your sexuality or your gender or mm-hmm. like what does that then imply for like the way that you and Jamie are in a relationship and the way that sort of you move through that? Yeah. Um so yeah, when Jamie and I got together, um uh it, it was uh yeah. Uh, boyfriend girlfriend and um i you know like like every other relationship previous and um and when uh jamie kind of like 
told me that he wanted to transition, I was, uh, I had, uh, I, I had to think about it for a while. Like I, I was like, I don't know because it was kind of tangled up, uh, uh, with my, with my other parent. And I, I have to say that like my other, the, my parent that transitioned is the parent that I was living with here that both Jamie and I were living with while Jamie was, uh, had his own, had his own place, uh, at first, mm-hmm. but then we moved in together, um, after my injury and, uh, yeah, like, um, Jamie moved into like to take care of me. So we were living with my parent who had transitioned. And so that was really complicated. And, um, and it wasn't until like after my parent had passed away that like that Jamie, um, I guess felt safe enough to, to kind of like, or I'm not sure how that worked in his head. I wouldn't presume but uh, it wasn't t- until after my parent had passed away that like that uh, he told me about that, that he wanted to transition and stuff like that. And for me, there was those complicated feelings um, kind of with my parent and like, kind of like, you know, is this happening again, but not again. So there was like a lot of, for me, there was a lot of complicated kind of feelings and I, I didn't know like, if I wanted to end the relationship or like where I wanted it to go or how it was going to go. And I, I felt very sad and I like, I mourned our relationship for sure. And we talked about like Jamie and I talked about it and we talked about like mourning our relationship and maybe that like, maybe that was the thing to do was to end our relationship to end our boyfriend and girlfriend relationship and to begin a new journey. And like, and it's been, (laughs) I don't know, seven or eight years. And like, we still don't know what to call it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So you, you've like, I don't, I don't feel in, sorry. I, 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 I wanted to say, uh, I don't feel um, like I've ever been like bisexual. Like, you know, I've had, you know, sex with guys and uh, in, you know, in my twenties and stuff like that. And, you know, it was fun. And, and I was like, but that's doesn't make me excited, you know? And uh, so, and I was like, you know, just to kind of, I guess, exploring, you know, that kind of aspect. And I was like, yeah, that, no, it doesn't really excite me. It's fun, you know, but, uh, so I, I never really considered myself like gay or bisexual, but kind of open-minded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it sounds though, like you, you're still in a relationship with Jamie yes. and it sounds like you two have, uh, transitioned out of boyfriend, girlfriend to something that, like you said, you have not found a good, descriptor for it right? yeah yeah and that was going to be my my question too is what what how can you you don't have a descriptor like a name for your relationship but can you describe what it looks like for the two of you yeah i i would i would be really happy to do that yeah i i think how how our relationship looks to me like now and like like what we've kind of um 
the first thing that that like I feel like we did was like kind of stop having expectations. Like first to talk about our expectations that we do have and then to kind of maybe let go of them. That was that was the hardest, that was the biggest hardest thing for me was because like I don't having been default monogamous all my life either you I have expe- had expectations that I like I didn't even consciously know that I had so I had to like kind of explore those expectations what do I expect from a girlfriend you know emotional support the um uh you know um to do for my for the my female partner to do that emotional work you know like that was a thing that I unconsciously expected of, of my partner and I didn't. And until like, I kind of like really kind of looked into my own, my own expectations like that, that I, I, it wasn't until then that it was like, I felt like uh, I could drop them because, you know, and then, and be able to do those, that labor for myself. That was the hardest, the the first and hardest thing for me. And so what did that look like? I guess maybe if you're willing to share, like within your relationship with Jamie, like the expectation changes that you saw mm-hmm. happen. Uh, there's lots and lots of talking. <laughs> like at one point we had set apart like a week, an hour a week on a, on a day when both of us were like not doing other things to just talk about our emotions and stuff like that. Like, I think it was almost, I don't know if it was a year or maybe a little bit more of just, we try trying to do that. Like we didn't do it every week, but we tried to, you know, like every week, just sit down and talk about, you know, what made us sad or angry or, you know, um, feel not heard. And, and like, and how, and how that kind of uh, made us feel, and that was doing the emotional work of like kind of me dealing with my own feelings and being able to just deal with my feelings in our, you know, in an open way in our relationship. And so that was a big thing. The like schedule we scheduled, uh, and I'm not a big schedule kind of person. <laughs> ADHD. And, uh, yeah, prefrontal, uh, brain injury does not make for good scheduling. (laughs) Executive functioning is impaired. (laughs) No, that is like the, the medical diagnosis of my brain injury. (laughs) So yeah, it was, uh, there was that and like now and like kind of knowing like that, that we are committed to each other and committed to, to being partners. Uh, yeah. For the long haul, like what I kind of, how I expressed it to Jamie was like, I see us, you know, sitting on the porch, just in rocking chairs with like grandchildren running around, you know? And yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that was, 
because I'm a, a very visual person. And that was like the, the vision that I saw of our relationship. If that, does that make sense? Like it's not, I didn't see like the, the trail that led there, but I see that, that vision of, uh, you know, like to us, two old folks, you know, sitting on the porch, watching our grandkids, you know, play in the yard and stuff like that. And, but did that, did that vision change? Not at all. Did the vision change after yeah. the transition? Not at all. No? Yeah. No, I think that's beautiful. Like in, and like you just, you just said like that, that, that vision didn't change. So. Right. Right. It, I thought, but what kind of made me misty thinking about it was like, I thought when we, um, when, uh, when we kind of like, we're talking about like ending our relationship, I was like so scared was so scared because I didn't want to lose that, that vision, you know? And I thought that like, um, ending our relationship and changing our relationship was going to, um, change that vision that I had. And it made me really sad. And, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it, it was like through like lots of talking and stuff that like, uh, we came, I came to the point of like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, oh, that like we're, that, uh, that vision still applies, you know, we are still both committed to each other and, uh, to making a home here, you know, for, for our children, you know, even though like we don't have biological children, the children I've ha- I have from previous relationships are, um, they're Jamie's children too. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, uh, my grandkids, uh, when we're like video chatting and stuff, um, they, they call him Poppy Jimmy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they call him Poppy. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sweet. And that's yeah. how they think. That's yeah. how they think of but him. Thank you. For- yeah. Right. Right. Cause he's filled that role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- thank you for sharing that. I know it was it's emotional to talk about, but we appreciate you sharing because, you know, the, it's obvious that the emotion behind it, you know, you, when you can, you know, when you're confronted with uh, figuring out whether you need to end that relationship or whether you can figure out, you know, how to change it and roll with the, you know, the experience of supporting Jamie through the transition and, and how that's going to impact your relationship. Like that was worth it to you. Mm -hmm. And so, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. The two of you have gotten to the place where you're at now and hope and still have that vision of growing old together. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Jamie does like, he, he, like, he's very handy and like, like doing renovations and stuff. And that is like, uh, um, <clears throat> a physical part of our commitment to, uh, to that vision, you know? is like, you know, fixing the house and like working around the, the yard and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, this is the first time in my life, um, that I've been, uh, fortunate enough to like have a stable relationship and to be like building it. Like we basically like own this, uh, property. So I feel like I, I have something, you know, to kind of, to share with my grandchildren and my children 
like a space where right. they can come and yeah. It's beautiful. Um, you know, one of the questions I was going to ask you was where do you see things in like moving in the future, but you kind of already answered that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. um, like, do you see your relationship, do you see your relationship dynamic as far as being non-monogamous changing at all? Um, I mean, in terms of, uh, like changing in terms of like, maybe, uh, I feel like I'm ready to kind of go out into the dating pool now, um, and explore kind of that aspect of it. And, uh, so that, that is a kind of a, a change. And, uh, that's, yeah. that is scary. That's scary and exciting all into itself. Uh, yeah. Cause I have no idea like what that's gonna kind of how, how that's going to feel. Cause like, I just, I haven't done lots of dating in my life. Uh, like literally, honestly, like <laughs> when I was 16, uh, no, when I was 15, like I met, um, my first, uh, girlfriend and had sex with her for the first time and like left home six months later to go live with this person. So that, that was like my, that, and, and that was my experience of like of dating. <laughs> and after, after that first relationship, um, you know, I, kind of had a tendency to just get into like a serious relationship for a couple of years and then, and then kind of break up and, or, you know, whatever happened. And then, uh, so I never really had kind of that experience of like going out and being on the dating scene and like dating new people every other week or every week or whatever, you know, like some of my friends, you know, they would, they were like, you know, going out, like meeting people or dating new people every week, you know, like just to, just to kind of find, meet new people and to try to find the, the right person. And that never was like part of my experience. Like that costs money, <laughs> you know? And I remember a time when I was uh, probably about 11 or 12 where like, we didn't have meat to eat we only had beans you know like and like we live i lived in vancouver like you know we lived in the city like and it, it, we were just and it just wasn't uh uh like it just it wasn't uh like my parents just weren't making enough money to like to buy meat and like my and i remember my dad being really upset about it you know and uh and when I was 12, him and his friend went to uh, outside the city and killed a cow and brought it home. And then we had meat. And that was like a, that's a, you know, that's a poverty story from when I was, uh, when I was a little kid. That, that was how we grew up, you know. And there were other times like my dad, you know, had a, he had a kind of a construction company and we were doing better. But that was, you know, early, that was later on. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there were, there were times, like, when I was a kid, like, you know, like, when we just, we all, my parents always made sure we had, you know, food to eat. But, you know, it wasn't, you know, 
it wasn't uh, fancy food, I guess, you know, like, right. I was the kid, I was the kid at school every day who got made fun of for, you know, like having a Mason jar full of leftovers as my, as my lunch, you know, or like a Mason jar of like homemade yogurt with some, uh, with some jam, you know, that was like, that was for, I was pretty cool. I was pretty happy to have that. And like other kids would make fun of me. Cause like, I didn't have the box lunches or whatever that like, you know, people had, or even like, you know, regular sandwiches with the crusts cut off and bologna and stuff, you know, like, you know, I didn't have, I, I, I didn't know what a cheese slice was until like I went and visited my friends when I was like 10 you know, like, it's like, what is this? He's like, it's cheese. Like, no, that's not cheese. Like my parents shopped at a, at a co-op at a food co-op. And we would get like, like a two and a half gallon bucket of beans, uh, you know, a two and a half gallon, uh, bucket of like, um, cashews or like peanut butter and, you know, like giant bulk things like that. You know, like, because my parents uh, had joined, like, this food co-op, and that was kind of the better, that was how we had, were able to have more food with kind of less, less income. Right. But, like, yeah. How, thank, thank you for sharing that, all of that. Um, How has, how has growing up that way affected the way you and Jamie live today? Well, like I said, it was, like, part of, you know, like I didn't have that kind of dating experience. And, um, I think, uh, I don't think Jamie kind of had that, um, for, for his own reasons, didn't have that, that kind of dating experience. So we both kind of like came to our relationship with like, not so much of an idea of like how, how we have like knowing how our relationship was going to go. Like, uh, I, I knew that like, you know, like that, like you kind of, you meet somebody and you fall in love and maybe you move in together. You know, that was kind of my experience. And like, and I knew that I kind of didn't want to do that. And, um, and so we were like, uh, uh, we kind of brought our own ideas of like, um, of a relationship kind of like, because, but we both, and then, and then you talk about it and then you, and then you're like, well, no, I never dated. I never went out on dates either. So we must have a lot in common, but there's those things that you assume that you have in common. You're like, then when you talk about it more and more, we're like, oh yeah, no, we didn't date each other. Didn't ha- have that dating culture for very different reasons, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And, and kind of, so I think, not having a lot of money was something that we kind of both had in common, even though there were different cultural um, reasons for not dating, um, not having a lot of money and kind of being frugal and like, you know, not, and not being like, uh, sometimes it's even hard to envision spending a lot of money on something, you know, like mm-hmm. if, if, um, if something came up, you know, that, that to do or whatever, and it costs like $1,500, like that's a fuckload of money. Like, you know, like <laughs> that, that's like a, uh, well, we're, we're on disability, um, like kind of government assisted, mm-hmm. um, disability. 
And that's pretty much what I make, what they give us a month, you know? So that's like a whole month's income. Yeah, it reframes how you spend money for sure. And how, yeah. like, if you want to go out and date, how you're, how you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it was interesting, like you said, like you kind of came into the relationship without expectations. And I think mm-hmm. that sounds like it's carried through in into all aspects, like when you started exploring non-monogamy, when Jamie transitioned, like you, mm-hmm. you constantly were in this state of like, we need to leave expectations at the door um, and just have a relationship that works for us. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like consciously saying that and then realizing like I still have those unconscious expectations too and kind of and kind of and seeing them and and kind of owning owning up to them and like and talking with Mm -hmm. uh, with Jamie about them like, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 definitely been a journey. And and that's been something that like. uh Thanks. I, I didn't really kind of think about it, but yeah, like ec- leaving my expectations kind of behind, you know, is, has been like a big, a big uh, constant in our, in our relationship for sure. Well, but in, and like you said, they're they're even though you try or even though you do, like they still kind of hang out there in the mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. and they come up and that can be difficult. And when you, have to confront that and then yeah. figure out how to maneuver around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we've covered a lot of ground. I Is said. there anything Jared that we haven't talked, talked about that you were hoping to talk about? Um, we wanted to give you that opportunity before we let wow. you uh, get along with your evening. Wow. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we've definitely covered a lot of ground. Thank you. <laughs> this has been really fun. Yeah, I think uh, one thing uh, that I've I've really kind of thought of, and I kind of touched on it earlier about like about my parents and um, our community, kind of like having relationships, kind of like being more fluid. And I wonder if like if there was some if um, I don't. I don't have any like research or anything to back it up. It was just kind of th- thoughts that I've had, like, you know, kind of as a first nations person, kind of like, I wonder, like people say, well, for, you know, like non-monogamy is not a first nations, not a traditional thing. And what is traditional things and what are, you know, traditional native things. And I, and I think about that and I think, you know, like, I think that like, a long time ago, like people did do like um, do relationships in the way that they needed to work. And if for whatever reason, you know, you had to be like uh, travel far away and be gone for like five years or like a year even doing something like, you know, would you not, would you abstain from, you know, like, um, having a relationship if you met somebody far away because you're going to be going back in a year or would you like enjoy the relationship that you have now and then go return in a year and return to that relationship that you had before and those things can exist coexist um, 
And I, I have, I have no facts about that, but that's kind of a thought that I've, uh, that um, I and Jamie have kind of had is like, is like, you know, what is a non-monogamy relationship and, you know, what is traditional and, um, it, and I think, you know, that is, that, that is a, that's a bigger kind of question is like, what is traditional, you know, to get into that. <laughs> but, uh, and I don't, I, yeah. I'd rather not <laughs> right now. I, I would like to, I would like to, yeah. but I just kind of, as it, as it kind of, as it affects my life, you know, like I wonder whether like, you know, back in the, I call it, you know, back in the day, you know, pre-colonial times, like, you know, what were relationships like, you know, where was it, you know, was it fluid or was it like static or, you know, you know, people there were like, you know, you have your relationship here and you have your relationship there and, you know, and everybody is kind of, um, open and communicating about it, then, you know, what is the problem? Cause that, I think that's yeah. as a, as any relationship, you know, is like being open and communicating and not having, not, not having expectations, but knowing that like your expectations are my expectations. My expectations are my own, you know, and I can't, put my own expectations on somebody else. I have to, you know, I have to be open and I have to listen to what, what they have to say and what they're feeling and what their expectations are. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about relationships uh, now. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again for everything. And that thank you for sharing that as well. Um, it's been amazing talking to you and, I'm excited to get your story out there in the world as well. Uh, and I'm yeah, sure I am. I talk for hours. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited to kind of, uh, to kind of see that out, see my little conversation with you guys out there. Cause that's, <laughs> I don't know. It's so, it's so cool, you know, to be, to have listened to you guys for so long and to, um, to kind of like fan out and then to be like, what you want to interview me? Like, I'm not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So thank you. Uh, this has been really fun and really cool and, and really like emotional. Yeah, and, like I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm glad that we covered as much ground as we did and you, uh, we, I don't know, we covered a lot of topics. And so yeah. thank you again. Have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, stay in touch. Yes, thank you. And it was great talking with you. And we're back. A huge, huge thank you to Jarrett for coming on and sharing your story. It was amazing to talk to you and we're so thankful that you wanted to come on and share. And also a quick reminder that Jarrett's partner, Jamie, also came on the show and that episode is episode 184. Yeah, definitely go and check that one out. And again, yes, thank you, Jarrett, for sharing and thank you, Jamie, as well. 
A couple of quick reminders. Uh, we've got the uh, Patreon Q&As tonight, and there's still time to sign up if you're interested. That's August 25th. August 25th to join us. And also head over to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the Community Events tab to learn about our virtual meet and greet and all of our upcoming uh, in-person meet and greets in Ann Arbor, Atlanta, and Tampa, and more dates to be announced soon. Yes, and next week, we have an interview with Emily. Yes, this is a super fun one. Emily is the creator of Welcome to Kinkyville. Yeah. If you listen to episode 193, you'll remember that Sonia and Gabriel were talking about Welcome to Kinkyville. Uh, Gabriel is part of that team as well. Um, and they're working on their Kickstarter campaign right now. So go check out episode 193. Amazing interview. And next week, we will have an interview with Emily to continue that discussion, but also to share her story. Um, in the meantime, go to welcometokinkyville.com. Throw a couple bucks at their Patreon. They're almost to their, or not Patreon, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. They're almost to their goal. Um, it would be amazing to help them get over that finish line. So um, thank you in advance for that. And I think we will see you all next week. Yep, I think that's it. Every single person. All of you. Come Everyone. back. Everyone. Come back. Come back again. All right. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>